This is Revisiting Haven. Hey Havenites, this is Amy J, and with me as always is Amy S. Hi, this is the other Amy, Amy S. Hey guys, so we are here uh, talking about last week's episode, episode 510, written by Adam Higgs, a new writer to the show, um, and it was entitled Mortality. Boom. So before kind of part two to morbidity, which was our previous episode, and these two did tie together well. Yes, and and we knew that uh, Speedweed said it was going to be a roller coaster, and in fact was that. Um, and we're probably just going to go straight into the show, uh, with the exception of one quick news fact, because Amy, you don't have anything, right? Uh, just that we know that um, they are shooting their 75th episode. They're starting to shoot 523, which is Haven's 75th episode, and by the time they're done, they will have done 78. By the time they're through season five A and B, which is exciting, which just means you know on to a hundred. There you go. Let's let's aim high. And if everybody didn't see Emily Rose's video, please go look at it. It's Emily and Lucas having fun with whether it's their seventy fifth episode or their seventy fifth year. She tweeted it. It's on YouTube. They did a great job with it. I'm going to see if I can post it. Um, I'll I'll post it embedded into the post that this is in, so you can see it. Cool. Or it'll be it'll be on the site because that one was classic. Um, the only other thing to mention is that Amy S. and I are coming out to Halifax and Chester soon. Nova Scotia, Canada. We are coming on vacay. Haven has brought us together and we've become friends. We, we uh, actually met up over the summer. We right. had a great time. And, you know, after talking and stuff, we decided we wanted to kind of be, we wanted to experience the Haven everyone else has experienced already. Yes, I mean, thank you to everyone who's been and who's been so kind and tweeting and sharing and tumbling and everything and posting their photos and letting us know how awesome their trip was. And it just kind of made it seem more like we really wanted to do it, thanks to knowing everybody else has done it. And it's so worth it. So we are coming out uh, November 19th to the 23rd-ish kind of place. Um, and we're going to be around there. We're going to do the next podcast there. We're going to just kind of have fun with it. Uh, right. And if... And on Saturday, we may be around the Chester area. You may see us. Feel free to say hi. And uh, we may even, uh, I don't know what we're going to, we're going to figure it out. Check Twitter for our plans, because if you're able to meet up with us, we'd love to see you. Um, but we just don't know what the plans are yet. But yeah, nothing set in stone and anything can change. So Yeah, we're definitely going with the flow and, and seeing what we can because of the weather, because yeah. of uh, time constraints car travel all those things we'll figure it out yeah but just so you know we are going to be in haven for our haven vacay uh so do join us for that absolutely but that does mean that we won't be able to live tweet this weekend so you guys please do live tweet it's um this upcoming friday's episode is written by shernald right and uh amy what's it called reflections reflections which, you know, a lot is going on. But before we can talk about that or anything, let's talk about today's episode or Friday's episode. Yes. It was another uh, another mile-a-minute episode of Haven, I guess. Adam so, Higgs uh, definitely did an amazing job. He came in, boots on the ground, and really kind of hit everything. There was some comedy. There was some humor. There was uh, action. You know, there's a little bit of everything. Some big plot points. You even had a little bit of uh, Naudry moments, so I know yeah. Amy was happy. 
He had some nodder, yes, yes. Amy was very happy, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Adam Higgs, thank you. Kudos to you, sir. We were very impressed with the episode. And everybody, be sure to follow Adam on Twitter. He answers. He's very sweet on Twitter. Well, aren't all the Haven writers and all the Haven folks, but give him a follow if you don't follow him. Yes, for sure. Please do that. And um, this episode, you know, talking about Nathan and Audrey and Audrey moments, um, a lot happened just with these two characters alone. Oh, yeah. Nathan and Audrey. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of seemed like, um, you know, they're back. They're together. They're working the case. Um, they're partnering up. Um, they're so happy to have each other and be in each other's lives again. Um, I, I think it was very telling when you had that moment, and I, I laughed. Um, so thank you, Adam, for that. Uh, and I think it was the delivery of Emily Rose and, and Lucas Bryant uh-huh. when they were going to see uh, Kirby. Uh-huh. And he uh, and Emily was like, or Audrey was like, maybe I should take this. He's like, I've been around sick people all day. He's like, what are you, getting all macho on me? He's like, yes. <laughs> the reaction was great. Yeah, that was a light moment. But do you think Audrey said maybe I should take this because she was already sick and she didn't want Nathan to get sick? Or... Interesting. You know, I didn't think about that. I wasn't really sure if I was supposed to read into that or not. I I, I actually thought it was um, usually you know, when you start to think too much, it's, it's just the obvious answer. And so I thought it was just, you know, she's protecting him um, because right, he's, he thought, is maybe, troubled. Maybe she was protecting him because we don't know yet how the trouble might affect him because he is troubled and she's already sick. So I don't know. Maybe it was nothing and maybe there was a little more something to it. I think you can see it both ways. Yeah. So either way you interpreted it, it was still a sweet scene. Yeah. Exactly. Um, great callback. To Vanessa? Yes. Aunt Vanessa? I mean, there was a lot of callbacks in this episode. And as we know, we've had all these callbacks to the Troubles because the Troubles are out of control. We know that ever since the barn was destroyed, you know, really the Troubles have been running rampant and um, they're all coming back. Everybody's trouble is um, out there and um, I can't think of the word I'm looking for, liable to come back at any moment. Um, Nothing's under control. Uh, we don't have those times when the troubles have gone away. You know, that makes me think, remember an episode was a butterfly where Audrey says to Nathan when they're sitting on the bench at the end, um, she says, you think the troubles are back? He says, no. Nathan says, I know they are, and I'm afraid they won't go away this time. Yeah. Yeah, so that's kind of what's happened, and that's, they haven't gone away. It's, it's, it's almost uh, great foreshadowing. Yeah. And we can say that with confidence because, um, you know, Brian's been there from the beginning, but also there's been a plan. For yep. this, and so great foreshadowing there. But uh, yeah, the, there's been so many flashbacks and callbacks, and it's been great, especially in this episode, to see all of that. And and yep. we learn, you know, Audrey is coughing. Yeah, and how did she get that cough? We don't know yet. I mean, initially, you think you were made to believe that it's because she may be troubled. She may have caught this contagion. Right. You know, if it walks like a duck. Right. That's what. Uh, Gloria said. Right. Who we learn is an Audrey shipper, a big Audrey shipper because you two are cute together. So (laughs) that's very awesome. I I always love Gloria's scenes, but um, I don't know about Audrey being troubled though, Amy. You know, I think we're led to believe that, but then you're right at the end. I agree with you that we're led to believe that. But, and even Nathan said, does this mean she's troubled? I personally don't think she is troubled. I never have now. 
I do confess it would be a really interesting plot twist, perhaps, to give her trouble. I don't know. I just don't think she's troubled. It's just the gut feeling I have about the show that she's not. Well, and, and we, you and I have talked about this, and I don't see that happening. And it's for this reason. I don't see the show in Thanks for the Memories having Agent Howard tell Audrey, you are not troubled. Right. To turn around and say, subtly even, hey, yeah, you are troubled. That's why you're sick. Yeah. Even if she's being pulled apart from Mara, she's still Audrey. Um, although, is she Audrey? Yeah, that's that question that Audrey, Audrey was asking Nathan. Was asking, right? Audrey was asking Nathan. Yeah, well, like, if she is troubled, I could see you, perhaps it could be plausible when Duke released, uh, when Duke separated Mara and Audrey, he obviously released a trouble to do that. Did he release another trouble that he doesn't know about yet? And that's what Audrey has. I mean... I could see it happening, but I really don't think she's troubled. Yeah, I'm with you. And, um, and I'm willing to admit, I could be wrong, but I'm standing pat on that. No, I think we will hold firm with that. Okay. And I think the the thing to point out, though, is what Kirby discovered. Oh, my gosh. So, do you, okay, so Kirby saw how Audrey's going to die, right? That's what he but said. I was thinking, so he saw her with another version of herself. Was it Mara or what other incarnation he saw her go with? That's why he said you're twin, because he saw two of her. So mm-hmm. to him, it just meant twins. He wasn't saying she's connected to Mara. We all know Mara and Audrey are separate. Well, then, um, no, 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 no. I mean, we know they're separate, but it doesn't mean they're not connected. We know that there's no direct connection in the sense of one is hurt, the other is hurt. Right, right. But uh, if Mara goes, does that mean Audrey's going? Or if Audrey goes, no. Mara's going? Or it might not even be Mara. We just know it's a twin. Is yeah, yeah. another incarnation okay. coming? Yeah, when, when Kirby said you go with your twin, I was thinking, you know, well, maybe he saw Mara and Lucy or something, but it's the person he touches, that he, and he did touch Audrey. So I tended to think he really, was, he really meant Audrey. Well, you know? I, I think it is Audrey, but I, I'm not sure. I mean, the quick answer is that it's Mara, because no other person is there. But the thing to keep in mind is D- Vanessa had a premonition about Duke, she saw how he was going to die. And it hasn't happened yet. Not all these seasons later. And I have always felt with Duke that that, that was not his fate. That wasn't going to be what happens. I can't really explain it. But, I mean, in, we saw Vanessa. She, her predictions of how they died did come true in that episode. Yes. But I still feel that her prediction how Duke is going to die isn't necessarily his fate. So I'm kind of holding out hope the same may be true for Audrey. And, that, and you might be right. I mean... Nathan led the the charge on, um, you know, screw fate. Yeah. So let's let's see what happens with that. But you know, if if we're going to screw fate, then we need to kind of uh, get Dwight on the same page with everyone. Yeah, but should we talk for a second about Audrey's questioning herself again? Am I real? So that was a cute scene with her and Nathan um, or Audrey still on this quest to find her identity. I feel like she's found her purpose. You know. There was that one episode where somebody said to her, do you ever wonder why you're here? And she said, no, I'm here to help the trouble. That's what I do. So I feel on this quest for her identity, who am I, why am I here? I feel she's a little more at ease with her purpose. But now she's got a, her question anew is, um, or it has been renewed, where did I come from? And if you don't know where you come from, you might question who you are, right? I think Audrey questions herself because her past is so tied with Mara's that uh-huh. now it's segregated. Now that they've been separated in such a way, she can at least be confident that it wasn't her that started the troubles. It wasn't her 
that uh, tortured and, and hurt all those people. Right. But at the same time, what does that mean about her? Right, because she she came to grips with the fact that she had been Lucy and she had been Sarah and all this stuff. So now she's kind of separated in where what is her genesis or her origins or, you know, what is she, you know, so. It's, it's very quick and easy to, to question yourself when that happens. Yes. Um, but and, it made me kind of feel for Audrey. She's still every episode, something comes up, you know, her quest for her identity and everything. She just it's just like her never ending story. And it's, yeah. the, it's the story of Audrey Parker. Yeah, and I stand by that. I still think that Haven is about Audrey Parker. And I, I know some people are, are confused or, or wondering, you know, why hasn't it focused more on her? But I think everything kind of comes back to Audrey and the troubles and Haven. And we'll see that in the future. And, you know, um, I, I enjoy having all these discussions on Twitter. And I love that people are, are writing the, the writers. Um, one thing I'd like to put out there is, hey, if you're tweeting anyone or having any kind of conversation, whether it be on Tumblr, Facebook, or Twitter, I'm going to ask that you try and tweet with respect or tumble with respect with the other person, regardless of who they are, regardless of their opinion, and especially if they are a writer for a show that, you know, is already... It's tough being a writer for a show, so it'd be appreciated if you guys would... You know, they're always welcome to questions... Yes, they don't need me to defend them or anything, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to say, hey, try to be more respectful. Okay. So I did put out there, keep that in mind, but um, Brian was actually um, answering some questions. So Adam was answering questions, Brian was answering questions, so feel free to write them uh, if you have any questions or thoughts about these things as well. Right. So shall we move on to, to Dwight? Yeah, we could talk forever about on that, but let's move on to Dwight. <laughs> I mean, we could talk forever about Audrey and Nathan, but we'll talk about Dwight. So Dwight and Charlotte. Dwight and Charlotte. Before I guess real quick before we talk about Dwight and Charlotte, let's uh, uh, Richard, um, Vince. Richard and Donut. Richard Donut and um, Vince met with a powerful government figure who was played by the wonderful Conrad Coates, who many of you may not know was on the, and I don't know if... Um, Amy knows, but was on a now canceled uh, series called The Dresden Files, which is based on the books, The Dresden Files. And uh, I loved Conrad in The Dresden Files. He was Morgan, who's fantastic. The show didn't last past one season, but it was great seeing him on the scene again. So I I did want to mention that. So another established actor as a guest star in Haven. Yes. Yes. And the other thing to mention, um, you know, wonderful scene, but what came out of there is uh, Charlotte isn't who we think she is. And I don't think a lot of us were shocked by that, but, um, yeah. So then so, we, we talk about Dwight and Charlotte and Dwight and his plan, right? Cause you remember Nathan in the previous episode said, if you're going to lead, you better have a plan. Right. And he said, I did. And what is the plan? Okay. Can I, can we just start? I hate to interrupt you, Amy, but this is driving me crazy. What? So Dwight didn't even do a background check on her. Like, okay, I, all I think about is Dr. Cross. I think about Tommy, Detective Tommy Bowen when he came to town, right? Mm-hmm. But Audrey and Nathan did a background check with him and talked to Boston PD and found out he was legit. Now, Arla, the bolt gun killer, came and took his body after they already confirmed who he was. Um, but they did check out that he was legit. And Dwight never checked out who Charlotte was. 
And, um, and neither did Vince or David. They're both newspaper men and reporters. I know, I know Vince went to the government office to, to say, get her out of here, but they didn't do any investigative reporting to find out who she was. So that might just be creative license, and we just have to go with the flow on that. But yeah. I thought that was kind of interesting. No, I think actually, um, I think there's a reason for that, or and I think it's because... Dwight was smitten with her? I don't think it's that he was smitten with her. I think he sees her as the way to solve the troubles. Okay. You know, that, that gene revelation for, for them was, like for him, a eureka kind of moment. And he sees oh. that as, all right, all these years, the guard has been kind of covering for the troubles, but here's an opportunity. Here is a woman who is elite in her field, apparently, because she said so. Right. And she found a genetic marker she can solve the troubles. She could right. figure it out. We could use her. Yes. And, you know, Vince and Dave, I think they were scrambling because of Dave and his fears and, and nightmares. But you're right. I, I think Dwight should have done a background check. I think that's the least. For all his for all his uh, criticism of Duke and Nathan, Yeah. for yeah. him to not do this is a little bit hypocritical. Um, but I think it honestly is because he was blinded by the possibility of being able to fix everything. Right. And he's also, he's the leader of the guard now, right? Is mm-hmm. it Dwight? Um, plus he's police chief. We've never really talked about the conflict there, but that's another topic for another day. Oh, good point. Let's do that as a topic. <laughs> I'm going to write that down. Keep going. I'm, so, I'm, I'm making notes. Yeah. So Dwight, um, that's a good point, Amy, that Dwight is looking for uh, a cure and or is happy to hear that there might be a cure. But he spilled the beans to her. So now she knows everything. Um, so who is Dr. Cross? I mean, uh, you know, she seemed to kind of seems like she was um, not aware of the troubles and was she was all science and she had all these answers. She had a scientific response to everything. But to me, it seemed like once Dwight kind of tried to get her on board, it seemed to me she came on board rather quickly or rather easily, and it didn't take her long to get her hands on the Aether. So who is this strange person? We don't know who she is, and now she's got the Aether? What is going on? And I think that's the line I have a problem that Dwight crossed. Right. You know? Okay, you told her about the troubles. Fine. Right. I get it. I understand that. You told her about the Aether? Yeah. I don't get that. And Nathan didn't tell you about it so that you could make that decision. Right. Um, Pretty sure that wasn't it. Yeah. So that was interesting that, um, of course, uh, Dwight kind of offered the idea of of a vaccine, but the doctor jumped on it and she said, I need something that creates troubles. Did she come to town looking for Aether? Um, It's it's interesting. What's she going to do with it? Is she going to use it for a sinister purpose or... Is she, and I don't think this is the case, but she could be someone like Audrey who's implanted into town with the memories or the experience of a CDC doctor. I don't think that's the case, but, you know, we know it's Haven, so. Well, okay, so, you know what, going back to what you were saying earlier, you know, the one person that did do research. Who? Chris Brody. Oh, my goodness. Right? Chris Brody said in the last episode he looked her up. Oh, he checked her CV, her curriculum vitae. So uh, maybe I'm being a little too hard on Dwight here. Maybe or maybe not. I think I still think he should have done some due diligence. Yeah. Chris's background is in biology. Yeah. It was a CV that anybody could have put online. 
Well, look, at, we know how uh, reliable Wikipedia is, so hey. Right. <laughs> right. So, so, yeah, I have an issue with what Dwight is doing. Yeah, I want to punch him, and uh, Adam says I'm going to need a, a step stool or a ladder to get to him. But, you know, I can just get that from the garage. And it's because of how frustrating Dwight is being right now. Uh-huh. And how um, holier than thou he's acting. Yes. That's a good explanation. And this is the problem I have because he feels that his solution is the best one because he's not only focused on Audrey and he's not only focused on himself when actually I think his power rush is blinding him Mm -hmm. to how he's acting. He's blinded by the possibility that Charlotte may not be who she says and may not be able to do everything he thinks she can do. Right. He's just believing everything she's feeding him. Well, yeah. You know? Yeah. You know? That's exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so, again, he spilled the town secret, and now she's got the Aether, and who is she, and why is she there? I don't know. No, I, I, don't, I don't think we'll ever... Well, I think we'll get an answer, but... Yeah, I mean, that's our big uh, question from this episode, one of our big questions, right? Yeah. She's... She's the Tommy Bowen of the season at the moment. There you go. She's she is the skinwalker <laughs> that we know nothing about. Right. I need to figure out. And and it's interesting cuz um the promo, which we'll talk about because the promo aired and and that aired on TV and everybody saw it. Right. Um she's taking some blood from Audrey, which just has me freaked out. <laughs> what is she going to do with it? Yes. Does Audrey know that she's not Actually, CDC? Yeah, has word gotten into Haven that she's not CDC? Or do our Havenites know she's not CDC, but now they're trying to play her because they don't want to tip their hand? Who knows? Yeah, so this is going to be the interesting part we see. Yeah. Yeah, and, but, you know, with every conflict, there's another side. And in Haven, there's always three sides. There's Nathan Audrey versus Dwight and Charlotte versus Duke, Duke and Mara. <laughs> You no, know, I was just thinking of kind of a funny parallel. I don't know if it is or not. Like, you know, Dwight seemed to be taking everything Charlotte said and, you know, seemed to be believing everything. Whereas Duke and Mara, I don't think Duke's necessarily believing Mara. I mean, I think, I think Duke needs her and she is manipulating him. They've got this kind of weird codependency going on right now. Um, I don't know. Duke and Mara still have me a little confused. So um, a lot of people seem to think that Duke is going to fall victim to Mara's romantic gestures. Right. And I think she's only, she's going to use whatever tactic she can to get him where she wants him. And I agree. But I also think this. I think those who think that Duke will fall for the romantic gestures may not be giving Duke enough credit. I could not agree more. I am with you 100% on that. Because I think of it as, um, and Brian actually uh, spoke to this, Brian Milliken spoke to this, B. Milliken on Twitter, spoke to this on Twitter. Um, he sees it, and, I, and that's this is how I saw it, that Duke needs Mara, mm-hmm. and Mara needs Duke. Yes. And both of them need each other, and therefore they're they're using each other, and both think that they have the upper hand on the other. Yes, they're both kind of conniving and manipulating and doing it to each other, and I don't know whose bubble's going to end up bursting first here. That's that's the interesting part. And um, the the one thing I, I am disappointed in Duke for is, you know, Kurt, 
Kirk releasing his trouble uh-huh. can be tied back to Duke. And is okay. being tied back to Duke, because if Duke hadn't knocked that man out, you know, and who is sick, his trouble can activate in his sleep. And because his trouble activated in his sleep, you know, the air was being sucked out of the room and all those around him. Uh, and therefore, Mara got knocked out. Dwight got knocked out. Nathan and Audrey knocked out. Pete, barely, but he made it out. Because yeah. Nathan, Nathan kind of saved him so he could get out, if you will. He gave him the oxygen, told him he had to leave. He did, although, Nathan, uh, you should have taken some air for yourself, Letty. First. I know, but he was thinking of Haven. He was thinking of Haven. Pete had to get out before something happened. You know, if Pete didn't get out, if he died or passed out in there, what was going to happen? That can be argued. Was he thinking Haven? Was he thinking Audrey? I think he was thinking both. No, he was thinking Haven. Either the case. He still, well, should, have, of... he still should have put a, the mask on himself for a little bit before giving it to, to Pete. Nathan, I'm sorry, you know, I'm a Nathan fan, and I think he acted appropriately. He put others first. He tried to save Haven. Yes, uh, but all, all I'm saying is that even when you're on a plane, they tell you to take care of yourself before. They tell you to put your oxygen mask on first. And That's then all others. I'm saying. <laughs> okay, I'm not faulting Nathan. I'm also a Nathan fan, but the brother should have put some oxygen for himself before he helped others. That's it. Understood. <laughs> But, you know, okay, so uh, this happens. Duke unknowingly ends up starting this trouble thing. He doesn't know it, but, you know, he saves Mara. Yes, he picked her up when he he was, uh, he was went into the hospital room, or into the lab there in, in the hospital, and he picked her up and took her outside to the fresh air. So I'm a little torn because of that. Okay. Because Dwight was right there. Right. Granted, Dwight was a jerk. Dwight tased you. Dwight... <laughs> But Dwight did say, hey, get out of here. <laughs> yes, Dwight told him to leave. There's du- no oxygen. Dwight did try to help him and save him. But Duke uh, just said, hey, I can do free free diving and yeah, I can save my- Mara. Well, he also had to save Mara. Well, he had to save Mara to save himself because we know they've got this codependency thing and he needs her and she kind of needs him. That's a good um, point. But he had to save her to get her out of there because... Did Dwight know Mara was in the room? Because Duke also doesn't want anybody to know that he has let Mara out into Haven and that he's working with her like this. Well, that's what's going to be interesting in this next episode, right? Because Dwight took it upon himself to go check the hold for Mara, which was interesting. Uh, And then finds she's not there and thinks Duke may have let her out or something happened. Then he sees Duke here, but he saw Mara first. Yeah, has has he connected the dots? Has he? That's a good point. Right? And so uh, that'll be interesting for the next episode. Yeah. And um, overall, though, this Duke Mara thing is is, is very stressful because, you know, it's very difficult for a, a, is it, what's the saying? The leopard to change their spots? Yes, a leopard to change its spots, yes. So. And, uh, and to your point, Amy, the more Duke is exposed to Mara, the worse it is for Duke. Um and the, you know, and Mara is still her only interaction has been with Duke. And in this episode of Haven, Duke's only interaction was with Mara. Right. And we said this before. Um, them being the only ones working with each other is not a healthy thing. Right. And so um, it's going to be interesting to see how things go from here on out, especially and, with, yeah. with, with Audrey being sick. 
Yeah, and um, also uh, Mara had had Duke kill Pete, um, so we had that whole thing going on. So oh, ruthless, man. Ruthless. Whole, oh, my gosh. <laughs> ruthless. I, you know, I, I started it, finished him off, and, you know, of course, Duke kind of had no choice. But then he kind of did have to finish him off. He's going to die anyhow. He might as well do it himself. Right, because Mara did pull an Audrey, like, in yeah. the farmer, and, and, you know, was like, you might as well save everyone, including your friends, who are in the in the hospital dying. But um, Mara put Pete in this situation. Obviously, we know Audrey didn't do that to the, the dad and the farmer. We know. Audrey. That's true. She did leave the choice up to Duke. But... Yeah. You know, Duke's very emotional right now. He's just had to kill someone he knew, who yep. he may have even considered a friend, mm-hmm. and didn't want to do it. And yeah. he, now we have Mara saying, you need me, I need you, let's work together. And she puts the handcuffs back on. Yes. Listen, I could put handcuffs back on. <laughs> All right? Doesn't mean I trust you again. But we'll see where Duke's mindset is with that. Okay. Um, I, I'm still, like I said, I still don't have the Duke Mara thing figured out. Other than they're using each other, they need each other, it's a codependency. I don't think, I think Duke is trying to fight Mara and not fall for her, everything she's throwing his way, but he is trying to protect himself. And he was trying to protect Haven, you know, get the Aether and have Mara use it on the troubled person to lessen their trouble. Um, I think Duke still has some good intentions at heart. I think so. I, I agree with you. I think he still wants to help the town, help, and he's not all about himself. I refuse to believe that. Um, Correct. And we but, think that he's not all about himself. Um, yeah, so we're going to see what happens. But before we go off, two things to make note that I remember in this episode. One, Stan the Man can oh, be yeah. bought. With Jamaican rum. With Jamaican rum. And two, Officer Rebecca um, Rafferty is very, very bitter to Audrey. <laughs> I mean, there's just some animosity right there. Yeah, we saw it in previous episode, Amy. You reminded me of that. So, yeah. Yeah, so uh, that'll be interesting. Um, but, yeah, so we're just going to wrap this up, guys. Uh, mostly because we also need to start packing for our trip. <laughs> so, uh, the next episode will be coming to you from Chester or Halifax or on the road between the two, whatever. Yeah. Um, but, so, till then... Do check out live tweet uh, reflections by Shernald Edwards, 7, 6 Central on Sci-Fi. See you guys later. This is Revisiting Haven.